This is Shameless After 30, and I am here with my amazing friend, Amanda. She is an up-and-coming recording artist, entertainer, and all-around amazing woman. And this segment of Shameless After 30 is Love, Life, and Religion. So, my darling Amanda, do you have anything interesting you would like to tell the people about yourself? Um, oh my gosh, talking about myself is like, I mean, how do you just talk, jump in talking about yourself? Thanks for that intro. Um, about me is I think I am, I dedicate my life a lot with God and about my faith Mm -hmm. and everything that surrounds me in life, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I seek his guidance first and foremost. Mm -hmm. That is with love, that is with life, that is with relationship with Christ, religion, whatever the aspect is, that's, he's my focus. So the thing that... All the stumbling blocks, all the things that's happened in my life, I feel like have led me to be who I am today. But um, it was all God. God pulled me out of a lot. Okay. So, like, when it comes to healing, I feel like there's no one right way to heal in life. And I just feel like whatever a person can take from their situation in reference to moving forward and growth, that's all about healing. Mm -hmm. So... In your past, what have you felt like was a, a stopping block for you, a, a point where you felt like your feet were stuck in the mud and you needed to find the strength to heal and move forward? Okay, so <clears throat> I come from a Christian household. I mean, my mom was on fire for God. Um, her and my dad never married, so it was like she was single, but um, I was raised great. So the, you know, I had a great childhood. Um, but I drifted off when I was in college and I was an athlete. So I just drifted away and kind of want to do things my own way. But I think what hit me the most is I took a break from college in between, I had a a dance scholarship, um, for JUCO. And then I took a break after that. I was just like, I want to do something else. I want to, all I do is dance. All I do is this and that. And I kind of got caught up in the life with a guy and he was a very abusive and he actually took me and isolated me away into a whole nother state to where I was away from my family, I was away from my friends. And I honestly didn't even know myself anymore. I lost a lot of self-worth. I lost who I was. I just didn't know. I didn't know exactly what was next. I was like, okay, let me figure out what to do here. You know, I'm gonna go to dental assistant school. I'm gonna do this. But I was so isolated, I couldn't even drive my own car. Like there was times like, I would come home a minute late and I was abused. I, I didn't know if tomorrow was the next day I'd even wake up and be alive. And that lasted two years. And, you know, it's like the song is playing in the background. It's like, you'll find your way. is so steamed from that moment because it was just like, how do I breathe again? You know, you, I'm so lost. Like, I, I gained a lot of weight. I, like, um, was depressed. I literally came home from wherever I was and just sunk myself in my pillow. I was, I wasn't just abused. I was abused mentally, physically, emotionally, um, traumatized. And it wasn't before I just called out. I was like, God, do you even see me? You know, do you even know that what situation I'm in? Like, how do I get out? How I couldn't even get a hold of my family. I was, I had no, I couldn't have a phone. Um, and then finally, I got on social media. And I had hacked into his social media and found my best friend. And mm-hmm. she's like, We're getting you a bus ticket. We're gonna like get you out of this well 
come to find out the day he had come home early, so I couldn't like disappear and get on the bus. And there's just times I tried to escape and it just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, everyone, like, there's moments where people are like, oh, it's abusive relationship, just get out. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. You're you're manipulated so bad that your mind is completely controlled by someone else. So do you feel like when you would uh, reach out to your friends and they felt like it was so easy to tell you to just get up and go, mm-hmm. do you feel like it was uh, a moment where you were being more judged and understood? Do you feel like they weren't really seeing the severity of your situation and really looking at it from your perspective like yes i want to run i want to yeah. be this strong person you guys look to me to be but it's just not that easy yeah so how did that make you feel as far as like all this advice friends and family were giving you but you weren't able to give them the results that they were looking for out of you well what was crazy is i think if they knew exactly what was going on they would have been more okay just get out you know but they i hid so much mm-hmm. Like, still this day, like, they don't know all the details of everything that happened. I'm actually writing a book on it mm-hmm. called The Suitcase. And once that's out, um, you'll know every single detail that I went through in those moments. Mm-hmm. But my family didn't know that I was... They just thought I was like, oh, I just don't want to talk to anyone, you know? But mm-hmm. it wasn't that. I was completely isolated. When they did find out, they were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. How can we help? Like, she sent a bus ticket. My other friend was trying to get me a plane ticket. It was just... No one knew. Mm-hmm. I was hidden. You know what I mean? I was I was isolated. And that's the only way to say it. Like, I... It wasn't... I was around also his family who... They're the ones that was like more like, Oh, girl, you can leave. You mm-hmm. can... You're, it's your choice to stay or go. Like, you're putting up with it. You know, they are the ones that treated me because they were there. Mm-hmm. And they've seen the sick situations I would have, the bruises I would have on my body or, you know, the... Do you feel like your religion, that was a test of your faith? Do you feel like you were ever lost from your religion or deterred from your religion when you were going through these things? Yeah, I wasn't, I couldn't even, I can't explain the fathom that I was not, there was no inner peace. I didn't love myself. I didn't know anything. I didn't know like anything about myself either. I completely was like, okay, I used to be Amanda Felix and I, love to dance I love to sing I love to like model I love to do all these things and I was going to school on a dance scholarship and now I'm just Amanda who let me just drink you know to like surpass this or let me make sure I don't make him mad or you know it was just it was a moment of darkness you know and I feel like I wasn't I, it was I wasn't being like God like help me until it was the end and I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was praying, I was crying, but it wasn't like, all right, I'll do whatever, take this from me. I didn't surrender, you know, to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just that whole gap of complete loss, you know, lost darkness. So for women, or not even just women, because I don't feel like. Um, struggles is just a thing that a woman goes through there Mm -hmm. are some men that go through these same trials and tribulations as well so i would like to keep everything very general so for people that are going through things like that now or people that have been through this in the past and they feel like you know they can they talk to people but they're just not able to give the results that these people feel like or the actions that they feel like these people want from them. What is your advice to people that are in toxic relationships that want to get out? They feel like they have the courage to get out, but they're very they're more fearful yeah. of uh, the repercussions of leaving versus just waking up and just, you know. 
So what is your um, advice for anyone that's going through these things? I feel like they also feel they love that person. Mm -hmm. um, because as long as you spend time with someone for so long, you think you love them. And you don't know what love is because it's just so blindful. Mm -hmm. um, and my advice to them would just be like, pray and tell someone. Um, because I was so scared to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. And that was my thing. That's why it was so long. But just try if you have the courage that you know this is not what you want and you know you're better than this because you are worth more than this god says you are worthy you are loved you are wonderfully and fearfully made no matter who you are man child woman it's 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 a journey of healing for you to just one day just be like hi mm -hmm. your neighbor whoever it is or the mailman like i need help like save me you know you have to tell someone because if you don't, you'll just be constantly living in your shadow of pain. So that would be number one step is just to find the courage to tell someone no matter who it is. So in your abuse, was this, um, a, did abuse start in the beginning of your relationship or do you know what triggered the abuse or when did it start? What did it come from? Like, did you notice a transition from the good to the bad? Like what caused not to say that there was a cause on your end as a, as the victim, yeah. but what do you think was that point or that moment where you realized like, oh, the the first time it happened, you you excused like, oh, maybe it was because he had a bad mm -hmm. day or so. What was the first initial incident that showed you um, this person's true colors? I think the trigger of everything came to the point where I was just like, oh, he's just drunk and like, you know, upset that night, but. The more and more he got went out, it was like become every night. Like he would go out again and he would get drunk and then he would get meaner. And then it was just like a rage of like jealousy of me. Like this guy's looking at you. Oh, were you looking at that guy? And it just steam, stemmed from that. And then just kept continuing being like, oh, well, um, no one's going to love you. Like no one's ever going to talk to you. Like it was, it was words too. The words became abuse. And then the, it was always choking at first mm -hmm. and i was just like oh he's just whatever he's just choking me i can take it it's like a little choke here and there and be fine um and the choking turned to longer mm -hmm. and then longer went to punching and then punching went to words with punching like all of it you know and you just it was like your your fear you're living in fear like i don't know if he's coming home drunk tonight to like be completely angry with me or if mm -hmm. he's gonna be normal normal was during the day Chaos was at night, but they say in the word chaos lives in the darkness, mm -hmm. and I um, I became normal to it. Mm -hmm. it's sad to say, but it became my norm, and I liked him a lot. I wanted him to be normal because the times he was great, it was great. Like during the day, he was amazing. He was an awesome person. He was um, funny. He was fun to be around, and that to me was outweighing that. I was like, oh, it's just one time. Oh, it won't happen tonight. Um, but then the more and more he went out with his friends and I tried to go out with my friends is when it got worse. Okay. It's like he didn't want separation from us. He wanted to know where I was at all times. You know, he didn't want me to um, go anywhere without him. And he just wanted to be in control of everything I did. So when it came down to you venting to your friends, do you feel like your friends were always supportive of you? 
um, in your situation or do you feel like at some point they were tired of hearing you complain about it and they became judgmental? Do you ever feel like that was a stage in um, your friendship while you were dealing with this? I feel like at the beginning they saw some things and they were just like, what are you doing? You know, and I was like, oh, you know, like he's not like that all the time. And I didn't want them to feel that way. I don't think they ever got to that point. I didn't want them to feel like I was a burden. So I just didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I am all still this day. Like, I don't want to put burdens on people. I don't want people to feel like any obligation of like, if something's going on with me, let me see how I can deal with it myself mm -hmm. or just go straight to the source. I didn't, I wasn't focused on the source then, which is Jesus at that moment. I was focused on him mm -hmm. with this man. So telling my friends would only be like, okay, I mean, it's stupid. So I just didn't, I didn't tell anybody anything. Okay. So, advice for um, people going through that right now, or matter of fact, advice for the friends of victims. What advice do you give them based off of the way your mindset was when you would speak to your friends about your situation or the lack of you speaking to your friends about your situation? Yeah. So, what advice do you give to the, the ears of the people that are receiving this information and hearing that they have friends going through this. Like, what advice do you give them to help them help a friend? Love them. Love them. Um, offer help. Just love because at the end of the day, we don't feel loved. Mm -hmm. We are being taken. Everything is being scraped from us like that we are unimportant. And, you know, so that's why I encourage the people, the victims, to tell someone. Because no one's going to know unless you say something. Or if they see things on you and people assume you know don't cover it up just be like look help mm -hmm. and then the people who are your friends just just show love and compassion for that person because and try to be a big support system to them in any way like let them stay on your couch there's a girl that um recently uh, when i moved here she was having the same situation happen to her and i already went through it so i told her i was like if you leave today like right now Pack your bag. Like, don't even pack a bag. We'll figure out a way to get your stuff. You can stay in my spare room. Like, you don't have to pay rent, nothing. Just get, help, let me help you get out. Mm -hmm. And she did. And she never looked back. Those are the type of friends we need in our corner. You look at them in the eyes. You give them a hug and you say, are you ready to go? I will go with you. And I will put a roof over your head, food in your belly. The things we're fearful of that we're, that these, we, we think these people are providing for us in a positive way. Mm-hmm. They're feeding us. They're taking care of us. Like, yeah, I had a job. But for some reason, this guy was my complete dependence. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what they feel. They feel like there's nothing out there for them except that person. And I feel like she felt like that. And I see myself in her. And I'm like, all right. I just, you just literally look at them in their eyes and just be like, I'm here. And I'm ready to help you. And mm -hmm. if you leave right now, today, I will provide. And I had to pray. I just prayed, like, God, help me provide for this girl because... And she's amazing now. She moved back to her hometown and she's got a good job. And So the next segment of this, we're going to talk on moving past your grief. So from there to now, like how long has it been since you've uh, blossomed and moved forward from that? Like how long has it been? Um, 13 years, almost 13 years. Okay. So what helped you? After you picked up and you looked in the mirror and you knew who you were and where you wanted to go in life, what was the steps that you took as far as 
helping you move past your grief? Like, was it like um, little daily habits you would do or uh, words of affirmation? What were things that you did to help you move past your grief? So um, I left. I'll get to the point where like I just I, I this one day was like I, I wouldn't I didn't want to say I knew my worth yet, but I just knew this is today is the day like it just hit me like this like today is the day I'm getting out of this and I made up this whole story this whole lie like to try to like tell him I this is why I only needed one, a one-way plane ticket and all this stuff and oh yeah well, okay yeah go home blah 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 I left with one suitcase I mind you everything I owned was there mm-hmm. and when I got there I went to my best friends who was in college and I tried for the dance team there and I started dancing there and I was like oh my gosh I still got it like I'm happy and um, it didn't end. He found me. So that's a whole other story. He mm-hmm. found me there. And I that day, like, when he found me, I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to figure out who I was again, I was even scared to date other people. But I just did what made me happy at that time, and that was dance. Mm-hmm. And I did words of affirmation. Still to this day, I have posted all over my house of words of affirmation. I encourage everyone to always write on posts, you are worthy, you are loved, you are chosen. My big thing is you are worthy. Because at those moments in my life, I didn't think I was worth anything. Mm-hmm. Like if I died today, who would really care or notice? And so I have a bracelet I always wear. It's right here. And it stays on my wrist and it says I am worthy. That's good. And every single time I feel, because those feelings still creep in. Like mm-hmm. it's something that... Other people may have something else, like they think they're not loved or, or they think or they're depressed in some sort of way and they just feel like maybe someone in the world hates them or whatever the case may be with that person, you have to reverse it and write the words of affirmation in reverse. Like, if you don't feel loved, you put, I am loved. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel worthy, I am worthy. So I have a little um, closet in there with posties all over it, mm-hmm. talking about just telling myself that you're going to shine bright, go after one dream at a time. Um, you're going to be bigger and better than what your past is. Your your past is your um, testimony. Your testimony is going to become a masterpiece for somebody else. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so that was um, that was our road of like the past. So what is dating life like for you now in the present? Oh my gosh, I have been single since 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but wait, when you say single, <laughs> single does not mean that you didn't have friends here and there. It just means an official relationship, yeah, like I, boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. I have not a boyfriend okay. since 2009. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you've had um, acquaintances and friends yeah. and people that you've entertained from yeah. then to now. So, um, so explain to people what um, are your expectations out of a dating life in, in today's society and just based off of your morals and what you expect your criteria of dating so what is that for you so um as far as looks let's just say looks because everyone looks at looks um i i just like honestly i'm not really judging off looks anymore like Mm -hmm. i used to when i was younger he had to be tall and he had to be like mind you people this show is called shameless after 30 and i don't know what it is but after you hit 30 Certain things you just don't care about no, anymore. You know, like that vain mentality of like what you want out of a person. You're just happy they have two eyeballs and yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah, like honestly. straight teeth though. I do know they have to have straight teeth. Okay, so it would be like that. Yeah, and that's facts. but 
I don't care. Like, as long as he's, I want him to love God and be a man of God. And so that's a, that, that is, is the a, number a deal one. breaker for you. Like, oh, if yeah. they're not a believer, they got to go. Yeah. But the thing is, I do believe in um, being that witness for them and being that. But they're not supposed to, I just don't believe in my heart that's my husband. That I have to, like, educate him to be a believer. Only reason I say that is because where God has taken me and the level he's taken me at now, mm-hmm. I feel that guy's going to add to it. And we're going to be a power couple for God. You know what I mean? So for you, when it comes to a guy, your first thing is religion. and Well, not necessarily religion. Relationship a, with that, God exactly, is mine. Because that's another misconception mm-hmm. when people, when they find a person that's a believer of God, they like to label you as a Jesus freak or, oh, you're super religious. I'm like, that's not necessarily the case. Because yeah. I don't believe you have to go to church every day to be closer to God. Yeah. You can be at home on bended knee praying and very thankful for the things that you have every day. And to me, that is a relationship with God. It does not have anything to do with a church in any way, form, mm-hmm. or fashion. But so at the age that you're at and at the point you're at in your life, you're looking for a partnership. So yeah. a relationship for you is a partnership. Yeah. Okay, so number one, it has to be a believer in God. Yeah, just absolutely. Okay. So, um, I have came across guys who pretend, like to pretend they are a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get on that topic. So, what is a pretender? What, um, how do they pretend? They'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to come to church with you on Sunday. I'm looking for a church or whatever. I'm like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. He wants to, like, go to church. like, And he was like, yeah, God, to God be the glory. Or if I talk about something that happened, like, Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. God like gave me this awesome new role and I'm excited. I get to fly to like North Carolina or whatever to, to play in this part. And God is so good. And they'll be like, to God be the glory. That is so awesome. God's really blessing your life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. You're using God in this, this, okay. And they come to church and there's a totally different story because you can tell who somebody is by if you're just supposed to be in their life for a season to be a witness to them mm-hmm. or if you, that is like someone you want to go down the road with mm-hmm. so i noticed that first day and i'm talking about someone in particular i noticed that first day when i had invited them to church that they were just there for me mm-hmm. because just to impress you yeah i don't hide the way i am praising the lord during service and i'm myself no matter what and he was it was like he was a little more uncomfortable and um and don't get me wrong i I'm okay with that part if you're ready to understand that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're, it's like you're, you're not. If he's willing to yeah. learn. Like he's open-minded. Yeah, but okay. you're kind of not. And you can just tell by body language. God gives me a good discernment. So mm-hmm. I can just, I can just tell. Mm-hmm. But instead of me being like, okay, this isn't the one God had for me. Just show me all these signs. I'm like, oh, you want to go eat? You're like, yeah, let's go eat. Mm-hmm. So we go eat. We, we're, we're talking and it, we have so much in common. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And, like, the vibes are great. And then, oh, can I take you on a second date? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be fun. Mind you, like, I haven't been on very many dates. So mm-hmm. for me to go on a second one was exciting. So I went on a second date. And then the next Sunday came around. And I was like, hey, are you coming to church? And he's like, no. My sister came in town. So I really can't, like, you know, join you in church today. I was like, okay, next time. But there was never another time after that. It was always mm-hmm. like another Sunday would come around and he would be like, oh, there's an excuse or there's something. And I'm like, God showed me all these signs. This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, there was just total different type of lifestyle. That person, I found out that person led mm-hmm. and I did, which is very 
provocative and stuff so by date three because i feel like when you first meet a person you're never really meeting the real them i no. don't care who you are it is that's it including myself that's just facts i call it the representative so at first you're meeting a representative so by like date two three you're starting to see the real person mm -hmm. so by then you know you know the first few days people are telling you what you want to hear they're dressing their best they're looking their best everything is so flawless but to me that's still an uncomfortable stage because yeah. you can't really be yourself so by day three that person was really them true self yeah which was not a spiritual person exactly and it all came out and so i got to see that and still me because I don't know what was going on. I just, it was just like a tug. Like I was like, no, go, women. go away from this guy. Cause we're women. And I still wanted to like text this guy and like be like, how are you? Whatever. See? And, and yeah. people, and like I said, we're not going to exclude men from this because I do feel like you guys have emotions as far as the way you handle things is on a blossoming, beautiful level as well. But we really have to stop putting people how can I even word this? Like, we the 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 vision of what we want a perfect person to be. Yeah, we try to force that. Yeah. yeah, we put them on this pedestal. We try to force them to be this this image of what we want a perfect person to be. And then when they're yeah. showing us, or we hold on to yeah. little things that they do, and we use that as a oh, but, but he did this. But but going like, into know? this, I I was like, okay, God, I'm not gonna do that because I used to be the girl who did that. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, he's not perfect. He's doing this. I'm like, I want an imperfect man. Mm -hmm. I want someone with a mess. Give me someone with a past. I want a testimony coming out of you. I want a masterpiece. Like, I want someone who went been through something. Because I've been through something. Mm -hmm. So I want us to be able to share that together and be able to use it for God's glory. I don't want a perfect man. Good. And he, the fact that he was a little messy, I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked that he had a story. Okay, so being that yeah. you just said that, the mm -hmm. things that you want out of a man, when you saw that he may have had those things, you used that as an excuse to still hold on to yeah. a man that you knew wasn't even good for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he just kept, like, um, ghosting me and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I and I would still, like, answer the messages and stuff after he goes in. And it came to the point where I just woke up and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, So he'll vanish and then when he comes back, yeah. he just picks the way he loves Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, hey, what are you doing? As if I didn't hear from you in almost a damn week. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I would just be like, okay, this is not for me. Like, I know my worth. And then I, had, I talked to my good friends and they were just like, you're so much more better than this. You're worthy. Like, they're the guy God has for you would not cause like this emotional roller coaster and chaos in your life, and mm -hmm. you'd be very, um, you would just know and be grounded, you know, in that. And and then another guy I had dated like way before that was a Christian, mm -hmm. was an amazing person. To this day, I would never say anything negative about him. Um, we just weren't. He wasn't ready to commit, and mm -hmm. that broke me. So and that and that's okay. And I I feel like nowadays we always ask and, and we pray that people are honest with us and you know they're they're truthful and faithful and we have to be willing to accept the Honesty. the flaws of people and how honest they are. Like if yeah. a man came to me and told me, Hey, yeah, I'm not ready for commitment, opposed to us like attacking them 
and and feeling like oh he's a jackass he's a piece of shit no that doesn't mean they're a piece of shit you have to be appreciative of mm-hmm. someone telling you listen i'm not trying to waste your time but i'm not looking for that and i wish more people was like exactly that. because we're scaring and i'm gonna go on the men for a second because we are scaring these men off because we are intimidating women mm-hmm. i'm a strong woman mm-hmm. so are you like we we intimidate men at from the get start and like i feel like they're trying to be honest with us to let us know, like, I'm not ready for commitment, but a lot of women are scaring them away. Okay. Because they're like, oh, you don't want to commit to me? And, like, they're picking this whole fight. But in the, the day, they're just being honest, like, listen, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's okay. And, and we, we were so judgy. Like, exactly. I used to we're do that judgy. back in the day. We're I was so judging him. Too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I applaud those men out there. Like, kudos. The ones who are being honest with us and the ones who are just being like, hey, like, let me just keep it real. I just want to have a good time. I'm not looking for a relationship. And men, this will save you so much headache. Men and women alike, this will save you so much headache if you're just so upfront with people. Because you'll be surprised how many um, people out there that are just okay with having, you know, little... Uh, sexual rendezvous here and there or yeah. just want someone to like cuddle with or just want someone to go to dinner with just want someone to go to the movies with like sometimes we want we don't necessarily need companionship we just like the perks of it we just like the way it feels but you don't have yeah. to, to sugarcoat and lie just be honest like look I'm not looking for anything serious I'm just looking for someone to kick it with hang out with cool and if the person that you're you're expressing this to if they can't tolerate that they can't accept that and they feel like oh that's something they don't want and they're willing to just exit stage left on you and say oh i don't want to deal with you then be thankful that you don't have to deal with them because it's going to be a headache it is it's going to be a headache it's going to turn into drama it's going to turn into mess and it's something you just don't want to deal with yeah that's how i feel to a t i feel like i was but i feel like Years ago, I was forcing it. I was like, okay, let me, like, I'm tired of being alone. Like, it was, like, what, five years in? I'm just like, why am I single? Mm -hmm. You know? And then I would meet someone, and I'd be like, okay, I can't even go on a date with you. I had a conversation, and it's just not compatible. I was that quick to understand that that person wasn't for me. So you were were very dismissive. Yeah, I would just cut it off because Mm -hmm. I don't want to lead the person on. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make the – I could, at the end of the day, just always be like, oh, take one of those girls that be like, oh, just take me to dinner. I can feed myself. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go sit in front of somebody who um, I know I don't want anything with, but is starting to like me, and then they're going to catch feelings for me. Mm -hmm. And then us women nowadays are like, Oh, he led me on. I caught films. Women, you're doing the same thing to these exactly. men. You're leading them on and letting them buy you dinner, buy you fancy gifts. Exactly. And you're not um, giving them any attention. Like, you're just like, let me just take, take, take from them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it goes the same for women and men. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of heartbreak going on right now. Mm-hmm. And even if a man isn't expressing the heartbreak, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have feelings and emotions. Now, how we express them is totally different. Everyone expresses their emotions differently. You know, some people are more irate. Some people are very passive and very chill. Yeah. I'm the type, I'm not a, a explode, blow up person. Like, it would come off as if I just don't care. But I'm like, yeah, I care. But I don't care to catch a headache. I don't yeah. care to get my blood pressure up. So, for me, if i'm not vibing with a situation i'm so straightforward there's no gray areas with me it's very black and white if i'm feeling you you will know because there's no room for you to guess if i like you or not i like to express how i feel about Mm -hmm. a person 
and that it goes the same way if y'all, if I don't like you, it's going to be expressed <laughs> because I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is definitely on my face. Like, a person can look at me <laughs> and tell how I'm feeling. So, I mean, there is not a person on this earth can be like, they didn't know how I feel. I know. My face is going to tell it all. Like, I'm the same I can way. look you in the eye and tell you <laughs> the sky is purple. And if my face is stern, you know it's a lie. Yeah. So, I'm just like, however I'm feeling, I wear it on my shoulders. And I feel like as women, we're very, um, we're very fragile beings because we were just taught to be so, so nurturing and we're always looking for someone to nurture and, and, and someone to take care of. A lot of women, we like to take care of our man or our mate, our significant other, because it doesn't even just have to be a man. But we're always so ready to be nurturing like even from a child we were given baby dolls and taught to Mm -hmm. like play with your baby nurse your baby and then we were given little kitchenettes oh learn how to cook and all of these things but men when they were younger they were told to like not cry they were told to get up be a man you know not express emotions so when we find a guy or a significant other that doesn't know how to express their emotions very well we have to be understanding because not everyone was raised the same and have been brought up on the same path yeah i'm talking about that i actually think the guy and i for me is going to be the kind of the quiet one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i am the one who's like oh like you know it's not arguments it's like i'm so strong Mm -hmm. and two strong hotheads are not going to work Okay. So, so you believe opposites to try? Yeah, I do. I don't believe that. You don't? No. Okay, let me tell you why I believe. Is because, um, well, a lot of qualities, you can have a lot of the same qualities, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as, for some reason, every guy that I've talked to is a little more, like, passive. A little more, mm-hmm. like, quieter. Like, like only speaks up whenever they feel like, okay, a situation has gone too far. Or something's like, you mm-hmm. know. I feel like... I wouldn't say opposite attract. I don't like that terminology. I feel like you're attracted to what you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The, the guy you has to me? match my energy because yeah. I am very like, I won't say I'm, I like to be the life of the party, but I just pride myself on living my best life and having a good time. And my significant other or who I am destined to be with has to be we got to be on the same level of energy right the same values the same core things right like the same way that you wave you mm-hmm. kind of wave together like that I'm talking like your guy could probably be a quiet guy. yeah he can't be my guy you know what I mean my guy oh. can't be <laughs> I, I like he little, gotta be my guy I like the little shy he ones. gotta be like me <laughs> Like he got to be the, we we we're not shy. We are going to be the life of the party. We like to have a good time. Um, I need him to be goofy when I'm goofy and chill when I'm chill. Like we have to yeah. be same because I can't, like I dated a guy where he was the total opposite of me. Well, Very, total, I can't do total opposite. Okay, I mean, like he I mean, like opposite. slightly, like Mm-mm, a little was, different. I don't want to. I don't want a clone of me. This like, was like I a couldn't. Slippery slope. Yeah. Like he was the. Uh, very and not to say that he was a bad guy he will be great for someone that is on that, on that <laughs> way you know but for me it was a no like okay for example people always wonder like oh can you um is love enough for me love is not enough and that's just that because yeah. i can't be in love sleeping in the cardboard box I yeah can't do i feel it. the same way so and i had to go through a relationship or a situationship rather where I'm like, 
is is love can't be enough i'm sorry you could be the best this best that but that is not enough like there has to be some ambition in there and ambition has to come with some action every level of our relationship has to come with some action when you say you love me and you're in love i need it to be shown when you say you're an ambitious person i need it to be shown i need to see well, how are you ambitious oh you're ambitious what do you do I can't stand people that like to give themselves yeah. labels and say, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a that. And then you have no action behind them. Yeah. Like, so you are nothing, a, a, a loser, here's, and a, you're nothing. Yeah, but here's my thing is I probably have been single for so long because the people that are coming away are not the right people. You know what I mean? And I am getting those passive, quiet mm-hmm. men. But um, so I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say he needs to be completely like me, but I don't need someone who's like... Maybe it's a fake. Like, I've had so many fakes, I think, that it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, let me let me fake that I'm interested in everything you're doing. Or let me let me fake that I, let everything that you're about, I want to be about, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Be your own person. Right? Okay. Don't you feel like they need their own thing going on? They need their own, like, passion, their own drive, their own yeah, determination? You, you, you do, because... A lot of things isn't forever. And yeah. as much as I would like to feel like, you know, we live in a fairy tale world and everything is just as it is in a storybook, everything is not forever. So even if we're in a relationship, I do feel like even if it's a friendship with a person, a, a relationship, a work relationship, or whatever, anyone you choose to surround yourself with, you guys have to be able to learn and blossom yeah. from each other. Like anyone I have around me, I need to be able to learn from you. I need to be able to be a better version of myself because of the energy that you provide for me. Absolutely. And that's anyone that I even take that same mindset, a mindset with the damn grocery store I go into. <laughs> I can't go into this grocery store because every time I go in there, I can't find a cart. No one says hello. I, that means I can't surround myself with these type of people. Mm-hmm. So I need to go to this grocery store where they are greeting me. They, they are happy. Their energy is good. I could smell the lavender in the air. It makes me happy to shop there. So like I said, I take that into everything I do. If it's not going to make me grow, I have to exit. I don't want to be around. A hundred percent. Especially at this level, like like I'm over 30. I don't I don't have not to say that I feel like I have time to waste, but I just don't have time to waste. Yeah. I don't. Like I have to whatever I'm surrounding myself with, it has to have a purpose. It has to be able to blossom and grow. So, yeah. Ooh, men in relationships. We could go I on mean, for days. We could. We, we will definitely have another segment of this. Um, do so, I feel... Do I feel the guy that God has for me is out there? Absolutely. Okay. Let's just understand. I so am you open. You don't feel like they're... I'm not You're closed. doomed. Like, no. Oh, I'm not... I used to feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm not close to dating. I'm open. Right now, I'm open. I can finally say this year, mm-hmm. I am open. So, I'm open. Yeah. <laughs> and just know that... There. This this whole podcast is designed about um, not... I don't believe that there's one proper way, one right way to live your life. If it's going to bring happiness to you and it doesn't hurt or hinder anyone, then I feel like it, you're all for that. Yeah. So the last point I would like to have with Amanda is uh, sex life. You mm-hmm. have an oath that you live by. Yeah. And what is your sex life oath? What is that? Um, it is living a life of purity. So I am celibate until I find the one and we make that commitment vow. And, and how long have you been? Um, I've been celibate for... Almost six years. Mm-hmm. 
And do you feel like uh well how is how has that been with your dating life? Like Um Well, no one comes to my house, you know, or I don't get in intimate settings with anybody to Mm -hmm. even take it there, like to curl up or have cuddle buddies or anything. No man. I don't lay in bed with no man. I don't. If we go on a date, it's a date and then I'm coming home or we can go watch a movie Mm -hmm. or that's it. So you're, it's no Netflix and then chilling with There's no Netflix and chilling. Okay. So to you definitely let a person know up front, like this is. The lifestyle that I live. If I feel in my heart that's the person, so you that don't I feel like you see. have to disclose that with every person yet. you go out on a date. No, okay. Because the one, the guy I dated a while back, like we were, you know about him, mm-hmm. the awesome relationship I was having for a while, couldn't commit. I told him up front. I just felt in my heart to tell him, and he was like, "That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I hundred percent support that." Mm-hmm. And then the the new, I never told him because he wasn't. There's different levels that you feel like this yeah, person, you, you know, this person's going to be mm-hmm. something you want in your future. Mm-hmm. Like you see the qualities in this person that you could, um, like I take him home to mom or like I see something. So I want him to know where I stand for God. Mm-hmm. The other person, no. Okay. So for you to disclose that information, it just has to be a person that you do see a future with someone yeah. that you're willing to take serious. Yeah. And it's not, and I'm proud of it. So it's not like I'm like trying to be like, okay, let me hide this from him. No, it's. When I'm ready to tell them, that means I like you. Okay. Like, that means I see somebody, something in you that can happen. So, I'm going to be like, hey, just, you know, I want to have a talk about something. Mm-hmm. I'm celibate until, like, I am fully vowed to a man. Amen. Okay. Well, this was Shameless After 30. This rendition was called Love, Life, and Religion with my beautiful friend, Amanda. Thank you so much for being featured. I'm Thank very you for honored. Thank having me. And until next time, everyone.